I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do you remember when COVID first happened and there was a slight chance that Sonic the Hedgehog was the only eligible <laughs> film for the Oscars? I do remember that. Do you think we kind of missed out on something? What, by not nominating it? Could have been fun, couldn't it? It would have just won in every category. It was an okay movie? Was it? Better than some I've seen. Maybe that much. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the I Only Like You and Movie Awards. Woo! Woo! Yay! Oscars special, going through all the nominated uh, films and categories of the year. Bit of a strange year, isn't it, today? Bit of a weird year for movies, but still got some bangers. In the end, yeah, I think we did okay with the, the movies that got got nominated. And also, lots of movies that didn't get nominated, which are all, also good. Oscars don't really mean that much. They're nice, but like, you yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. You've heard me talk about this before. Yeah. So now, we have seen most, haven't we, of the films that have been nominated for most of the awards. Like, there's always a few extras, but... Most of them. the main. Yeah, we've seen... I think the only one I haven't seen really is Judas and the Black Messiah because it's only, for some reason, as you were saying, it's only on like once or twice a day in Australia. What's supposed to go there? What's the deal with that? It's nominated for like a bajillion awards. Why Why aren't the cinemas showing it? I know. Up here right now, like we're, we're recording this like a week or two before the Oscars and it's on, I think, three different cinemas once a day up in Brisbane. At weird, so weird. times? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. But I'm uh, excited. So- yeah, what are you excited for? To tell the people what should win. Okay. <laughs> and then when the Oscars comes out and you'll be like, oh, that, that came out and, yeah. you know, that did the award and then, yeah. Well, I was very – I got to cred last year because I told everyone in my office that uh, Parasite was going to win. And that was way before the Ooh. Oscars were even announced. It wasn't even nominated at that stage. I was like, Parasite, best movie of the year. Turns out it won. I got all the credit. You've got like – Big shoes to fill then. Yeah, and I, I'm not in that office anymore, but I've emailed back some of the guys and been like, okay, here's what's going to win, <laughs> just so I can. <laughs> so hopefully it wins again, the ones I picked. So we're going to go from, going to save up the big awards for the end, the big five, and go through everything else. And obviously in these, the, I'm not going to say minor categories because they're all big categories, but they're the ones that don't have as much uh, prominence in the night. So we'll go do them first, and some of them are films we haven't seen, but we'll, we'll do our best. I'm going to pick one anyway from the categories, even if we haven't oh, seen absolutely. them. absolutely. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to take it away, Sine? I'd love to. So, first category, best visual effects. We have Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky. Apparently these are both films that were released last year. <laughs> I've never heard them before in my life. Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. Look, the one and only Ivan is a great name. It, it's a pretty good name for a film, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and Love and Monsters was filmed up in Brisbane. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. 
Um, I have a feeling I'll probably go to Tenet just because that's one of the most prominent films of the year. Yeah, but what do you think it should go go to? Well, I've only seen Milan and Tenet out of these, and I didn't really rate Milan <laughs> in any category, so I'm going to go Tenet. I'm going to go Tenet too. Even though it was a mess of a film, the visual effects were quite well done. It was enjoyable yeah. to watch and look at. Not enjoyable I mean, to hear. No. Or understand or comprehend no, It annoyed in any me way. a lot, so. Um. <laughs> okay, right, moving done. on. Best film editing. We have The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Hmm. Interesting. I've seen all these, actually, luckily. And you haven't seen The Father, have you? I haven't, no, but I've seen the rest of them. Now, The Father, I saw the trailer for it last night after already seeing the film and I hadn't seen anything going in. And I, it's a great film and I, I quite liked it, but it's a bit of a tough watch. And, like, the trailer sort of, like, you see the trailer, you see the movie. Mm, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, not that... Well, I think what the, what you're going to get out of the movie is probably what you're going to get out of the trailer, put it that way. So mm-hmm. Interesting. But it was good, though, so, you know. Can I, I give really you know, hey. a little tidbit mm. in this category? Mm. In Promising Young Woman, you know the scene that was in the pharmacy where mm. they sing along to Paris Hilton? Mm. Apparently the editor begged the director to cut that whole sequence. Yeah, I heard about that. And she put her why. foot down and was like, no, it needs to be in there. Yeah, so what was what was his point? No idea. Hmm. Apparently he just like, you know, went to bat for this and thought 100% it should be cut. So I'm like, hmm. is it weird to award you a Best Film <laughs> yeah. Editing Award for a film that you aren't happy with the edit on? Or? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. It, it is um interesting. There's a bit of pushback for Promising Woman, isn't it? Cause it has been. Inevitably. And that, that major article that's going around, we, we both read. I read the first half of it and then I sort of got a bit lost with the rest of the argument, to be honest. I thought they just wanted a different movie. They just didn't like the movie that was yeah. made and wanted something else and they were getting mad at the movie for not being that. Yeah, and there was a lot of stuff about, oh, um, all this movie's done is showing redemption for the men and that the woman suffers. It's like, yeah, that's the point they're trying to make. It's a reflection yeah. of what happens in real life. The impression I got from it as well is like, oh, Emerald Fennell and, and Carrie Mulligan didn't solve rape in 90 yeah. minutes on film. How dare they? They've failed. Like, no, they're telling a story, which is quite, it's connected to so many people and it's obviously saying something of the moment. Yeah. Of course, it's not going to address every issue and solve every issue. Also, I'm anyway. not even listening to that article because they shat on the cover of Toxic that plays as she walks up to the cabin, which is like one of the best cinematic moments I've ever seen. So <laughs> I'm not even here for that. Okay, but film editing. Sorry, yeah, film editing. <laughs> um, oh God, I don't know. I find this a very interesting category because you know, the whole thing about film editing is that you're not supposed to notice it if yeah. it's done well. <laughs> and like, it's not something I look for. Like, like obviously, I know what it's about and good and bad film editing, but my sort of interest lies more in the writing and performances. Mm. So I don't, in directing, because I don't really, this isn't my, on top of my mind, I'm watching a film. Um, Nomadland? Uh, I'm going to give it to maybe Chicago 7. I don't know. This is a hard one. Chicago 7 did um, 
zip along pretty well for a very like a big story you kind of you always knew what was going on and mm. even though it was long it didn't feel long to me but it felt long to other people i know so sure we'll go with that okay nomadland or chicago 7 but maybe chicago 7 Right, best costume design we have Emma, mm. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, mm-hmm. Mank, Mulan, mm-hmm. and Pinocchio. <laughs> it's, sorry. Okay. It's kind of funny that Mulan <laughs> and Pinocchio were being nominated in a like yeah. 2021 awards. This is the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's a new Pinocchio, obviously. Yes, it's, yeah. That's a is it like a greedy reboot sort of scenario? I think so. He said mm. it was an Italian film. Italian fantasy film. Go have a look. Okay. The trailer's putting, the poster's putting me off a little bit, to be honest. I misread the sentence. It says the film stars child actor Federico Ilapi as the mm. title character. I thought it said as the little character. <laughs> well. It stars child actor as a little character. <laughs> Where's the lie? Okay. It's got pretty good reviews. Sure. I mean, sure. I'm going to give this to Emma. The reason being, I used to follow um, someone on YouTube who, sort of like a dress historian, I guess, Mm -hmm. Um, and she worked a lot in theatre in New York, Mm. and she was sort of doing a video talking about um, historically accurate costumes in Mm. film, and she said that Emma was one of the most true to era costuming she's ever seen like little details on the buttons mm-hmm. and like col- collars and all this like historically accurate stuff was all there so for that reason i'm gonna say emma because attention to detail was like off the charts yeah and it was still a beautiful um costume film wasn't it oh it was gorgeous it wasn't like they gave up any anything by making it historically accurate no so it makes you wonder why you just can't do that for every movie mm. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go emma as well and I'm mindful that sometimes people call these categories like the 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 categories outside all, all the categories really. It's not really best; it's most. And I think yeah. Emma, in a sense, like well, it's a period piece. Obviously, the costuming is um it's more in your face than it is in a movie that's just set in 2021. You know. Having said that, it wasn't like all about the costumes. I think the costumes added to the story and were all beautiful and. I don't think it's just most. I think it actually is best there as well. I think as well, like, it, it gave a, the vibe of the mm-hmm. story. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it really brought it to life for me. Yeah. And even, like, there's been so many Emmas before. Mm. I think it's good that that one is quite distinct in its costuming. You look back at the older one with Gwyneth Paltrow, you don't really, at least I don't no. don't see it. It's, it's held up as, like, a great costume film. Like, it's just the regular very well um, costumed movie, but not like this one, which I think that is something you notice. It's a great film, by the way. If you haven't seen Mm -hmm. it, you should definitely check it Mm -hmm. out. Okay. Best makeup and hairstyling. We've got Emma again. Mm -hmm. Um, Hillbilly Elegy, which is surprising to me because all I've seen of that movie is like, you've seen like a picture of Glenn Close. Yes. And this looks like the worst makeup and hairstyling I've ever seen. <laughs> it really is. It's really I mean, quite awful. I haven't seen the movie. Maybe it's better in the movie, but yeah. Uh, we've got my Rainey's Black Bottom again. Mank again. I can't say Mank without saying it like that. Mank. Mank. <laughs> and Pinocchio as well. Again, out of these, I've only seen Emma and Mank. You've seen my Rainey's Black Bottom. I have. I mean, 
makeup and hair styling was fine. I just didn't mm. really, I mean, sure, you know? Yeah, and, and Mank is like, again, it's a period piece. It's set in the 30s and 40s. So maybe that'll get some credit. And it is, it is about a movie about Hollywood, which, which tend to play well to Hollywood Yeah, but types. they get like blowback if they nominate Hollywood mm. films now. Mm. So now are they going to like purposely not try to do that? Well, I'll go, yeah, possibly. I think I'll go Emma again, just again, because, yeah, this you could this sort of movie you could watch without the sound and music and just still appreciate the visuals. So mm. I think I'll go that. I think I'm going to go for Mank because Gary Oldman really disappeared into that character. True. So did Lily Collins and, like, and Our girl. Amanda Seyfried as well. Our two girls. <laughs> Say it like that. It sounds very creepy. More, more. Not so much Amanda Savory. She's cool, but she's no EIP. Oh, God. Go listen to our Emily in Paris episode <laughs> if you're interested to hear Lonnie fanboying about Emily in Paris some more. You see, if, if people kind of just like, kind of liked it, I think I'd be the same. But I because know. people hate it, I'm like, I know. defend it. You've gone further the other way. <laughs> I'm well aware of what's happened to you. Can't wait for season two. Oh, God. Right. Moving on. Best Cinematography. Mm. We have Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank. Mm -hmm. Mank. Mank. News of the World. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but I'm, I'm quite keen to. Oh, it's you Paul like Greengrass. It. Paul Greengrass, Tom Hanks, The Western. Oh, where he's looking after the child. Yeah. yeah I haven't got around to it yet, but based on the few images I've seen, pretty good cinematography, so... <laughs> Um, there's also Nomadland and Trials of Chicago 7. Hmm. <sighs> this is tough. This is a tough one. I think it might go to Nomadland. I think it might too, but I don't know that I want it to. No, really? Maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> I think Nomadland, that's one that sort of crept up on me because we, we saw it a little while ago. We didn't end up doing a pot on it because no. we sort of ran out of time and other things came up. Um, but... It's one of those ones I think it's an experience. Yeah. It's not one. I think you sort of you have to sit there and let it happen to you in front of you and then think about it for a while. Yeah. Because I think we, were, we weren't blown away first off, were we? But then no. the more I've thought about it, I'm like, oh, that actually was quite affecting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's give it to Nomadland. Well, I won't give it to Nomadland. Okay. Also there, Mank obviously has the black and white and yeah. it's in the style of the, of the time, so... That could get it some cred, maybe. Yeah, potentially. Chicago Seven was the good-looking movie. I don't didn't think the cinematography was blowing me away, but also maybe because I wasn't thinking about it because it was so good. You know, just sort mm. of like I expected it to be good, so I it was think good. Chicago Seven is the safe bet for this category. Hmm. But I think Nomadland probably should win it. Yeah, and I, I think yeah, some of those visuals of. America, I think, might appeal to Americans, you know I what I mean? I was thinking about that, a lot of the mm. landscapes and the mountains and stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. Best production design. Okay, we've got The Father. Interesting choice, and I think maybe a good one. Oh. Uh, My Rainy's Black Bottom. Mank. Again. Mank. Uh, News of the World and Tenet. Oh, I haven't seen Tenet. <laughs> is that a, like, <laughs> new French film, is it, that got nominated? <laughs> That's what the boys from um, Mr. Sunday and Meso from the Weekly Planet called it Tenet. I think they were doing it as a joke and people got mad at them, so they kept saying it. So 
No wonder why you like them because you're literally yeah. doing the same thing by a million Paris. Mm, good show though, wasn't it? Mm, so. Not okay. Um, this I just hard. like shows about people who just try hard and and do their best, and that's what she's trying to do, even though she's awful sometimes. She had sex with a child. Well, let's not get into that because that's bad. <laughs> right, production design. What do you reckon? Mm, this one, I. Th- think we'll probably go to Mank potentially mm. because of the old Hollywood designs and some of those um like not spoiler alert really but some of the buildings they're in like the grand castles mm-hmm. and you know not really castle but you know what I mean and recreating the sets in the Hollywood back lot and stuff I think that would be appealing to people tenant again most rather than best perhaps but but also, like, how good. much of that was visual effects as well? Like, It's hard to know, isn't it? Yeah. And the father, so I don't know if you know this, Sinead, because you thought it was about an actual father, didn't you? <laughs> like a, I Yes. Thanks like a priest for embarrassing me on the podcast. <laughs> he was in another movie not that long ago called The Two Popes, okay, and mm, I just okay. got them confused. It's okay. No, it's all right. Um, what I was going to say is that I didn't realise this. It was based on off a play. Ah, interesting. And... The production design, like I don't, sometimes when you know it's going to be, it's based on the play, you think about that the whole time, you know, but the production design of this, you could see how it could have been staged, mm-hmm. but I think it was, production design was actually, it's good, it's a good movie, like, without spoiling it, there's like, it's mostly set in one flat, that kind of idea, like that's the stage, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. but the flat goes in different, um, there's like different versions of it as you're going through this guy's mind because he's got dementia like that's that's cool yeah like you get that from the trailer so it's not a spoiler necessarily but i think it's worked well yeah i think interesting you say that my rainy's black bottom is also based on a play Mm. you didn't see this one did you no i didn't get around this one i saw it mostly because it was chadwick's last role Mm. um yeah this was also set uh, based on a play, and it takes place basically in three different rooms. Okay. Production design was very minimal, mm. um, so I'm, I don't know, a bit surprised that it's nominated in this category, to be honest. Fair enough, yeah. Personally, I think I'd like to give this to Mank. I yeah. think it's just a beautiful, like, period piece of an era, and I'm a glutton for anything that's old Hollywood, so... <laughs> You like that sort of era, don't you? I really do. What are you giving it to? I'm going to go Mank as well. Nice. But I wouldn't be mad if it was Tenet or The Father because they really, to get to this category, you got to, any of these categories, you've got to be pretty good. So yeah. it's not like really that mad. I don't get that mad about anything. Also, it's the Oscars. Like, it's not, I don't get mad about it. All right. Best sound. We have Greyhound. <laughs> oh, that's the Tom Hanks one. Okay. I think. He's, he's a under underwater, like a submarine. Sure. Mank, Mank. News of the World, mm-hmm. Soul, and Sound mm-hmm. of Metal. Well, if we're going on the most, it's got to be Sound of Metal, hasn't it? I'm, I'm backing Sound of Metal all the way in this category. It's and, incredible. Yeah, and not just because that's the point of the movie is all about sound and and it's like, you know, some movies like that's just one of the, one of the things in, in, sound, in Sound of Metal, it's like, the major focus of the movie is is this. So, of course, it's going to be good, and, of course, they've worked really well on it. Having said that, it is really good as well. It is. You know? 
And it's a make or break for that movie, isn't it, really? It is. So are you giving it to that? Absolutely. Okay. I'm not going to get anything to Soul, play that much. <laughs> okay, we've got Best Original Song. So we've got Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Can't say I've heard it yet. Hear My Voice from The Trial of Chicago 7. Mm-hmm. I don't recall that being in the movie, no. but I guess it was. Yep. Um, Husevik from Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. It's good to have a, a random one in there. Yep. Uh, IOC Sen scene from The Life Ahead. First I've heard of it. All right. And Speak Now from One Night in Miami. And you've seen One Night in Miami, haven't you? I haven't got around to that one yet. I have seen it. It's If Ma Rainey's based off a play, this mm. is based off a play. Right. But what I like about that from what I understand of One Night in Miami, they've done my thing. You know, my thing about biopics, they shouldn't just be like, recreating someone's life and then getting all the details wrong but they should take the people and put them in a new scenario and like be more true to the person in that respect and that's kind of what they do don't they because they got prominent yeah it was based on a true story essentially this one night where malcolm x muhammad ali sam cook Cook and is mlk there as well no okay um sorry i can't remember the last oh jim brown all right yeah we're all in miami for this one night and basically it turned into sort of a folklore thing where people were like, well, what did they talk about? What happened? You know, mm. how did they relate to each other and everything? Um, and then Regina King, this was her first mm-hmm. um, film she's directed, yeah, sort of explored that. And this movie annoyed me because it was very much just filming a play. There was mm. no cinematic techniques or anything in this film. And yeah, no, that's what I think The Father did well. It yeah. was based off a play, but... It, it didn't utilise filmic techniques. It's similar to um, Fences that we saw. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was written by the same playwright. Mm. So they had a very similar feel of just let's stick the camera in front of the people and watch them act as if they're mm. on stage. Um, mm. But for One Night in Miami, the actor who played um, Malcolm X, mm. Kingsley Benadir, totally steals the show in like, the most heartbreaking monologue <laughs> that oh, had okay. me just completely devastated. <laughs> um, but yeah, the film, the film as a whole, wasn't that great. I didn't think, but fair enough. I think this might be. I think it might win in this category because I think mm. they probably want to give it something for. I don't know. It's it's an interesting film, and and I, I think I think it'll probably win this category, just because there's lots of like. Music within the film, like Sam Cooke sings in certain sections of it. I don't know. I just have a feeling yeah. that it's going to going to take it. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. I think it kind of feels like it's capturing the zeitgeist, which mm. you know, I think, yeah, like the, the right time and for what it sounds like. Well, just based off the music and lyric by Sam Ashworth, who I'm afraid I don't know, but Leslie Odom Jr., was Aaron Burr, the first Aaron Burr in Hamilton. So Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I hope to get around to that. It's just, you know, there's so many films nominated every year, it's hard to get around to all of them, isn't it? There's so many films, guys. Just leave us alone, okay? We're doing our right. best. Especially this year because, like, normally you can pretty much guarantee they'll all be at the cinema in mm-hmm. January and February, but this year it's been a while. Some 
some are streaming, some obviously played once a day <laughs> at three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. You can't get to it. So just a very odd year for movies. But hopefully we'll get to them all. Best original score, we have Da Five Bloods. Duh. Um, Mank. Mank. <laughs> Minari. Oh, yeah. News of the World and Soul. Hmm. Interesting that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are against each other in this category. They are. That's interesting. For Mank and Soul, along with John Batiste. Uh, hmm. Well, I haven't seen Five Bloods. No, me either. Um... And I haven't seen News of the World. I think Minari was really good. One thing I noticed in Minari, though, I just saw it last night. So it's fresh in my mind, as opposed to Mank, which I saw a few weeks ago. Um, but Minari, I kind of felt like the music kicked in a bit late sometimes. I don't know if that was just me on the night or something, but hmm. it's like, I thought it'd be nice, like, they started a new scene, there's like a couple seconds, and then the music starts, and I was like, oh, you could have started the music a few seconds before, and it would have maybe been a better transition, but maybe that's just a very specific gripe I had about that one scene. I'm not really sure. Interesting point. Mank was quite good, wasn't it? Mank was really good. Mm. I think I'm going to give it to Mank in this category. Again, though, Soul being a movie about music, maybe yeah. that's people are like, oh, yeah, let's give it that the music one because it's the music one, you know what I mean? Listen, everyone loves Soul. We didn't. <laughs> We're not saying you shouldn't like it if you like it. That's fine. Just... Didn't capture us. Did not capture us at all. No. So I'm going to give it to Mank. What are you going to give it to? I'll go to Mank as well. Okay. Best animated short film. Now, these are hard to see. We haven't got seen any of these, I don't believe. No. Um, I think Burrow. We'll go through them. Burrow, Genius Loki, If Anything Happens, I Love You, Opera, and Yes People. Okay. I think I've heard of Burrow. I think that's a Disney one. It is a Disney one. Mm. I have not seen it. I'm going to go with any mean money. No, I'm going to go with Burrow. It's rare that a Disney Pixar short like doesn't capture me. Yeah, okay, so it's on um, Disney+. Plus. There's no excuse, really, if not watching. It's only six minutes. What are we doing for their lives? Well, we have but... to pay for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh, interesting. Burrow would have premiered in theatres before Soul. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, the post is very cute. Yeah. It's okay, very sweet. Yeah, we're going with that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Again, though, it's hard to get around these ones. Um, best live action short film. Haven't seen any of these. Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. Mm. Never heard of any of them. No, me neither. Can't really comment on that one. Just remembering a couple years ago, we went to a, a screening of all the live action short films that nominated for the Oscars the year before. Mm-hmm. And they were all so sad, weren't they? That they was like, a very harrowing evening. There was like four or five of them. And I think four of them were about kids dying. It was Remember like the, was, one kid got stuck in cement or something. And he like, do you remember mm-hmm. that? And like the... It was like a tip or, or a yeah. quarry or something, and he just like fell into like. And then his mate just like oh, sand cement. So yeah, can't really talk about this anymore because I'm too shocked. And then, yeah, another one was about you know kids the baby. being abducted. Yeah, yeah, another one of yeah. <sighs> it's just, it, was, it was an intense night. 
And like, I think some of them, at least the one that won was a really good movie. It's just like, sometimes people mistake, you know, seriousness and serious subject matter with good, which isn't always the way. I anyway. agree. Um, yeah. Any mini money mo. I say. am going to pick Two Distant Strangers. What are you going to pick one? I like the title of that one as well, so we'll go with that, hey? Great. Uh, best Documentary Short Subject. Interesting, it's called Short Subject, not Short Film. Hmm. Have a name okay. change. Hmm. Okay, we've got Colette. Sure. And Concerto is a Conversation. That's a good title. Hmm. Uh, Do Not Split. Hunger Ward. A Love Song for Latasha. Wow, these are all on about really heavy topics. Yeah. So, just, <laughs> as we just said, um, yes, there can be a, a tendency to, to go for something that's really serious. I mean, not not a, not a bad thing at mm. all, but like, do not split is about the Hong Kong protests. Mm. Hunger Wards about the famine in Yemen. Jeez. The a love song for Latasha. She was a black girl who got shot and killed yeah. in the nineties. Oh, God. Again, having not seen them, it's just going to be any mini, mighty mo. Yeah, so. I don't know. What is a concerto as a conversation about? Concertos? Conversations. Conversations with his grandfather about personal and family history. Okay, why not? Sit down with your gramps, stick a recorder on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go for... I don't think they're going to give it to Do Not Split because I don't think America wants to have a stance on the protests. Hmm. I don't think they're going to give it a love song for Latasha because America hates black people. So I'm going to go with Hunger Ward. Okay. All right, best documentary feature. We have Collective, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, which I have seen, and Time. Okay. So people are making fun of My Octopus Teacher because... The guy probably had sex with the octopus. No, he didn't. He didn't. He had a nice bond with the octopus. They were friends. Okay. Maybe a little bit more. Okay. But that really moved me. Like I was mm. fully going into it going, this is going to be ridiculous because everyone's mm. making fun of him and saying that he had sex with the octopus. It's actually really well put together, this film. So that gets my vote. I was, like, full-on crying in it, so... Okay, I haven't seen it, and all I know about it is what you've just said. Mm. So it's not one I've rushed out to to get around. But, yeah, it's interesting you were nominated after all that. Mm. Can I draw your attention to the mole agent? You may. Can you please click on it and look at the, the poster? Okay, one moment. Whoa. It's never too late to become a spy. <laughs> Love it. Here for it. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Everything I want in a film. <laughs> How can we get around this? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Oh, it's only 84 minutes, Sine. <gasps> it's a tight 90. <laughs> it's a very tight 90. <laughs> okay, well, that one I'm going to leave on open to try and find how to watch it because yep. it seems very good. I've heard really good things about Crip Camp as well. Oh, have you? Yeah, I think it's somewhere. I think it's on Netflix now. Okay. Um, yeah, it's about like a, a summer camp that was in the 70s for um, kids with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 
Yeah, from all like from everything I've heard, it's like hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes out of ninety five reviews. So indication it's probably pretty good. But yeah, very uplifting. Hmm. Haven't seen it though, so I'm just going off the, the vibe I'm getting. You know? The vibe. Um, in Collective, I have heard about Collective. I haven't seen it yet either. But it's from Romania, which like mm. who knows anything about Romania really? Like, no offense, guys. I'm sure you're great, but it's just not something that comes across up in Australia very much. No. But about yeah, investigative journalists, and they were doing all this work to uncover corruption, which is that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, very cool apparently, and and from what I've heard, it is quite um, exciting. Well, not exciting, but like a bit of a thriller as well as being a documentary, you know, which which we kind of are into, aren't we? Mm. These all sound great. I'm going to okay. go track them down and try and watch them. Are you going to go with Octopus Teacher because you've seen it? Yeah, I'll go with Octopus Teacher because I've seen it. Well, I don't know about time, actually. We should look at that. Ah, okay. So it's about... It follows Sybil Fox Richardson fighting for the release of her husband, Rob, who is serving a 60-year sentence for engaging in armed bank robbery. Heavy subject again. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Like, everything you hear about... American justice system. It's just bad, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. I will say, just quickly, my octopus teacher had beautiful cinematography. Lots of underwater, obviously, underwater Mm. filming, and it's really Mm -hmm. stunning to look at. So. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go Mulligan just because it's based on the poster, because why not? Good. (laughs) Now we've got the best international feature film next. First time under a new name. Hmm. Another round is the first one, and it's the one of only one I've seen. And also, I think even if I've seen the other one, it's going to be my top. But mm-hmm. we'll go through the other ones as well. Uh, Better Days is from Hong Kong. Another round is from Denmark, by the way. Collective, which is mentioned, that's interesting. It's got one for best documentary and best international. Mm, it is. Uh, the man who sold his skin. Now this was um, playing at the film festival, the French film festival. It was, yes. Did you get to see it though? No, because I looked at it and then I was like, I think there might be a bit too many needles in it for me. Ah, sure. So then yeah. I went, mm, probably not. But it's I was interested who, in the concept. Yeah, he sells off his body for tattoo artist, right? That's yeah. The basic plot. Yeah. And uh, Quel Vardis Ada is the last film. Sure. I don't think I've heard that one, sorry. No, it's about the Serbian War. Mm. Yeah, I can... It's pretty tough by the looks of it. Now, Sine, have you got around to another day, another round yet? I have not gotten around to another, to round. another round. It's actually not showing here anymore. I'd have to go oh. quite out of my way to try and track it down. So It's not, it's not being streamed up to the International Space Station. It's not, no, no. So, um... Yeah, okay, I missed well, this one, unfortunately, but I will watch it at some point. I did see the trailer for this several times. Mm-hmm. I was intrigued by it because I'm very intrigued by alcohol and Australians' mm-hmm. addiction to mm-hmm. alcohol to have a good time. We watched a really concerning documentary, I guess, from Louis Theroux where he mm-hmm. sort of looked into binge drinking and the harm and everything. So what did you think of it? Yeah, I thought Another Round was amazing. Mm. Uh, like everyone loves, everyone's got to love Matt Nicholson, surely, because he's just a sweetheart. But also, he's the creepiest man. So he's terrifying in every way. <laughs> he really, um, he, he plays that that line. And this one, I, I've just recently watched ha- Hannibal, mm-hmm. which is three seasons of him being just the most sinister, 
creepy, but also kind of enthralling guy. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it's not really spoiled, it's all in the trailer and stuff, but he's just a sad sack. Oh, really? Like, he's just, he's gone through midlife crisis, essentially. And, you know, he's a basic plot of it. I don't know if we mentioned this yet. Some um, four friends who are school teachers um, come across this theory that if to get the best out of life, um, you have to be a little bit drunk at all times. Mm. And so they they um, hatch a scheme to to be always a little bit buzzed to try and to improve their lives because they're all, all going through midlife crises, crises. And at the beginning, he's like a, a teacher and his, his wife hates him. His kids don't respect him. His, his students don't care about him and he's bad at his job and et cetera. And then yeah, things might change once he gets a bit buzzed. But also um, he and his mates, they sort of all go through that process quite differently. I thought it was amazing and I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but yeah, I, I was left being like, wow, that was, that was really amazing. So, hmm. okay. Well, please see it. I'll give it, I'll give it to that then. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, better days as well. I was just reading, um, the Chinese romantic crime film. Always good. Mm. It follows a high school girl struggling with severe bullying and the pressure of upcoming college entrance exams whose life becomes intertwined with that of a teenage street thugs. Sounds really awesome. Mm. But yes, another round for me. Me too. All right, best animated feature film. We have Onward, mm-hmm. Over the Moon, mm. a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> nice. What are we doing, guys? Like, I haven't <laughs> seen it. It could be great. It could blow me away. But, like, what are we doing? They're supposed to be good, those ones. But what are we doing? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Soul and Wolf Walkers. Now, Soul's going to win this, so I don't even know if there's any point talking about it. Now I'm cranky because it's going to win it and everyone's like, oh, it's the best one. It's not the best one. No. It's not. It's not. It's not even top 10 of Pixar, really, for me, at least. They had a perfect film, guys. They had a perfect film mm-hmm. before the credits and then they just ruined it. Yeah. They had the best animation I've ever seen in yeah. that first sequence. Yeah. They treated the frame like it was a camera. It moved around. Mm-hmm. The lighting. Remember the lighting? Mm. It was incredible. Better than, like, film movies, really. Yes. Like, let alone animated films, yeah. And again, we're kind of saying what that person didn't like about promising young woman is that it's not the film they wanted, and there are parts of Soul we thought it was going a different direction. It didn't, so we're mad at it. Sure, but it also had in this issues. Instance, we're right, you know. No, so. but it also had issues. Like the film, <laughs> yes. if we're taking it as what we got, why did we get like really great animation and then crappy animation, mm. like Inside Out, Light? Mm-hmm. Why were we? I've seen a lot of people talking about the problematic stuff where the black guy has to put his dreams on hold in order to further a white woman, you know. Yeah. It's just not It's not good, guys. It's not good. Yeah, it, it is quite weird to be yeah, seeing everyone else going crazy for a film you don't appreciate, which is can happen to films that we like and other people don't like, etc. You know, Emily in Paris, for example, you know. But in this instance, quite weird to me. People also said it was very like pro-life as well, where it's like, oh, there's a mm. you have a soul before you even are born or conceived, and then I don't know. I yeah, I think we forget. I think a lot of the Pixar guys do come from that quite conservative Christian background, mm. which um 
not surprising in America. It's just not something that you and I come across day to day, but right. it is a big thing, isn't it? So I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen any of these apart from Seoul. Onward, I hear talked about a lot, so I guess I give it to that. But Seoul's going to win. Mm. What do I you saw Onward. It was pretty good. But again, just like my Seoul complaint, it's an adventure. They have to go find the thing and do the thing and get this before the time runs out, you know. It's like Pixar, just make a regular movie. You ha- do you hate adventure films? Or you just hate I like adventure films. In I just I just feel like animation. Well, in Pixar especially, it's like copy paste yeah. and then we're just gonna change a few of the details about the adventure they're on, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. At least like something like Toy Story 4. Yeah, there was adventure parts to it, but also there was something else going on there. They also did different things in that as well, like with focus mm. and different animation style. And mm-hmm. Anyway, mm. what are you giving it to? I'm going to go Shaun the Sheep, maybe. Why? Why are you doing that? You're just doing it because you know it'll annoy me. Why? <laughs> we're not going to give, guys, like, I'm sure you all worked really hard on this film, okay? But we're not going to give an Oscar for Best Animated Feature Film to a Shaun the Sheep movie. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, I feel like um, Wolf Walk is there. Like, there's always one film nominated in this category, which is like a really obscure European one <laughs> yeah. that no one's seen and it's got really obscure animation style. Mm-hmm. And, like, good on them. It's good they've got off there. Irish... Yeah, it's, kind of, it's the Pixar's movie. Award, isn't it really? It really so. is. It's an Irish folklore film, yeah. apparently. Oh, good. Interesting. Okay, so it's going to be Sean. We're moving on to the next category then. God. Best adapted screenplay. So we've got Borat subsequent movie film, which apparently has a million writers. Surprising to me. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, the Father. Mm-hmm. Nomad Land. Mm-hmm. One Night in Miami. And The White Tiger, which is on my list to watch mm. um, because I think I think someone, I've seen someone once saying that um, if you want to see the best films of the year, go for the Screenplay Award nominations. Because oh, God, actually, yeah. They're the actual yeah. good ones. And sometimes that marries up other awards, but sometimes there's always a few that get through that don't get any other nominations and actually they're the ones that yeah yep. are the best. So The White Tiger looks interesting to me. So mm. and it's on Netflix as well, I think, so it would be a good one to watch. Mm. Listen, I have not seen any of the Borats and I'm not interested in any of the Borats. <laughs> I don't like that sort of style of humour. You're very much like boomer parent there, not knowing what they're called. Like like my parents who call every 
gaming system and Nintendo, oh, just God. the Borats. <laughs> I know it's what the they're Twitters called. And <laughs> I know what they're called. It's just not my style of humor. People mm. being crass and doing things just to get a reaction for no reason. I don't find that very clever or interesting. Mm. So I'm not yeah. interested in that at all. There were some parts of Borat which were interesting. I, I watched this one. Um, there's like maybe a bit more of a point to it than the other Borat and Ali G, et cetera, because it's mm. filmed in Trump's America sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And some surprising parts. But the parts that are the best weren't part of the screenplay, if you get what I mean. Like, I know the screenplay isn't just the dialogue that the characters say, but, you know, there are, there are parts where they've set up a situation where they've he's playing a character and he's got other people playing characters against, quote-unquote, real people. Yes. And it's the real people who pull through with the actually interesting and affecting part. Right. And so it's kind of hard to be like, I mean, I guess you set up the scenario where the real people, like there's one scene where Borat's daughter is in, in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And she's going to go and get like, the whole thing is she wants to be married to American and she needs to get like plastic surgery and she's been staying with this woman like babysitting style, like staying at someone's house who's a real person, not an actor. And she tells her like, you don't have to get plastic surgery, you're be- beautiful the way you are. Which is really, it's a really nice moment. And I guess they set that up, right? But also, you didn't, that's that person in that moment being real. So, I don't know if that's really a screenplay thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But is it the writing that prompted those insights? I guess then, so. I, guess? I, guess I, don't, so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's the, a small gripe about screenplay. But I, there are other parts of the film which are quite funny. But yeah, I don't. I think for this category, I'm going to go Nomadland again. I think I'm going to go Nomadland too. One Night in Miami, I guess, it, again, it felt like a play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it'll go to Nomadland without a question, really. She, think, um, it, it did pretty well at the Golden Globes as well. So Yes, and I, it's one of those ones that's about America so and the American experience, and I could want to be like, too cynical, but it is about how hard it is to be a poor older woman in America. And I feel like the, the Hollywood types be like, yeah, if we give this an award, that's... We have solved sexism. <laughs> no, that, that proves that we're doing something about it. But yeah. that's a very cynical take. I think it actually was a great movie. And it's one I've thought about a lot since I watched it. And I haven't... I kind of forgot Borat came out. So Yeah. And The Father, I think, yeah, that was good. But also it was like, oh, it's all about how bad being having dementia is like yeah yep. i agree <laughs> but it, it it held that subject really well so if it got the award i wouldn't be that upset so hmm. and i haven't seen white tiger maybe it's really good probably is hmm. all right best original screenplay we have mm-hmm. judas and the black messiah mm-hmm. minari promising mm-hmm. young woman mm-hmm. sound of metal and the trial of the chicago seven okay if we're going by the most rules, it would probably be Chicago 7. We would, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think it might be a smoky here for Promising Young Woman? No. I no. actually don't think Promising Young Woman is going to win much, if anything. I think it's too polarising of a film yeah. to 
win over the entire like academy do you think it's the like the Greta Gerwig thing it's like nominating yeah. you was enough don't have to give you the actual award yes yeah, yeah okay <laughs> I I want it to win in this category that's who I'm giving my mm. only like you award to Okay. But I think it will probably go to Chicago 7. Yeah, I think that could be the case. I also think Minari might get through. Maybe. Maybe, but I think it's probably going to go Chicago 7. Sort yeah. of the safe choice there. I mean, all of these films are great. I don't think there's a wrong answer necessarily. No, I wouldn't go. Yeah, having seen, haven't not seen Judas, but from all, all, every report, it's really good. So Yeah. Okay. Uh, best supporting actress. We've got Maria Bakalova, who is the daughter of Borat in Borat, I mm-hmm. just mentioned. Glenn Close for <laughs> Hillbilly Elegy. Okay. Everyone just uh, makes fun of that movie for probably, yeah. being like, what do they call it? It's like poor porn or something like that. Yeah. Poverty porn. Poverty porn, yeah. I like that a character's name is Bonnie. More more. I think it's more more. Well, it's probably Ma-mo? like mum, isn't it? Like ma. Ma. Ma wow. Ma wow. Ma wow. Supposed to be a good movie. Is it? No, I don't think so. I don't think it is supposed to be a good movie. It's about about an interesting subject yes, at least. Yeah. Olivia Coleman for the father. Our girl. Our girl. If you haven't it's... seen her speech, everybody from mm. was it last year's awards? When she yeah, won for she won, yeah. the favorite, yeah, just do yourself a favor and look it up on YouTube. It is perfect. It is the most perfect acceptance <laughs> speech I've ever seen. She's it's still wonderful. so weird for me to see her in these Oscar-nominated roles and being in prestige cinema because I remember her being like one of the cast members of Mitchell and Webb. Look, you know, like yeah, I know, <laughs> just doing funny comedy skits with um, Mitchell and Webb. I think uh, I'd have a hard time, like, seeing her because I'd be, like, she's from Fleabag. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Oh, she's so evil in that show. So good. Yeah, and in The Father, um, she's really good. Didn't blow me away, maybe, compared to some of those, like, yeah, in Fleabag, she is playing a very a force of nature, isn't she? Mm. In The Father, she's you know, playing a daughter who's dealing with her father who's elderly and got dementia so it's a very different role and she did a great job obviously it's just like maybe the movie was just so sad to be like yeah i'm being excited by these actors on stage on the film sorry because they're doing such a sad story you know mm. uh, amanda safri for mank mm-hmm. i think that might be a lock there to be honest um and yun young jung in minari and she was the grandma i believe yeah Okay. Whom I hated, so yeah, I hated her too. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was very excited when she drank the pig. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Um, yeah, what do you reckon, Sine? Oh, I don't know. I love Olivia Coleman, so it would be nice if she got not, mm. like got yeah. it again. But I don't think they will. Um, I think I'll give it to Amanda Seyfried. She was amazing. Where has she been for the last few years? I feel like she hasn't been around for a while, but now she's like in everything. I just saw a trailer this morning for a new show she's in on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, and she's like, what's it called? Did she take a step back from acting or something? Is that what she we've done? Have, or... yeah. yeah, it's called Things Heard and Seen. Oh, it's only a film. It's a horror film. Uh, yeah, and so, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. Cause, well, she's been in stuff, maybe just stuff that hasn't really yeah. crossed over to us. Yeah, 
I was I because she's been around for so long. You're like, oh, she's just like a teen star or something like that, you know. But mm. she blew me away in uh, yeah, Mank. She was great in a role I think integral to the movie. Mm. I mean, every role is, but if she hadn't played that the way she did, I think you wouldn't have any feeling for the movie at all. No, I don't think so either. So, yeah, I'm gonna go Amanda. Yeah, me too. Okay, good. All right, best supporting actor we have. <sighs> Sasha Baron Cohen's accent, accent. <laughs> for an Oscar award, <laughs> the most prestigious acting award in the world yeah. for Chicago 7. We have Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield, both nominated as best supporting actors. The title of the film is Judas and the Black Messiah. One plays yes. Judas, one plays the Black Messiah. This is, is what so I don't weird. like about Academy Awards where they nominate themselves in categories that they think they'll have the best shot in. And by doing this, yeah. they're sort of guaranteeing themselves an award. And I don't like that. It gives me Martian nominated for best comedy, <laughs> comedy. vibes. It is very weird, isn't it? I think, though, I guess the idea is that it's more likely to get nominated for best supporting actor than best actor. So put them both in that category. Is that the idea? I assume so. I don't know. But also they might be saying, oh, they're supporting each other. But, like, you can have two leads. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, weird. We also have Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami. He played Sam Cooke. Mm. He was great, but I'm a bit surprised that they didn't nominate um, Kingsley Benadir because he absolutely saved mm. that movie for me. Okay. And we have Paul Ritchie from The Sound of Metal. Yeah. <sighs> well, if you want to talk about a supporting performance... That elevates the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? In middle. Yeah, it's um. Wait, hang on. Who was he? Deaf mentor yeah. to the main character. I thought that yeah, was the, the guy, guy from Diamond Bell and the Butterfly. No, that, the Diamond Bell and the Butterfly was the dad, the father-in-law. Oh. Oh. Okay. Paul Racy's the guy who's running the Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, okay. I, I thought that, yeah, okay, this is all, I'm cutting all this. No one's going to know how <laughs> stupid I am. So. That scene especially, Sine, when he leaves. I know, I know the scene. They're at the table. Yeah. And he says, not only can I not give you the money that you essentially mm-hmm. guaranteed, you thought that I was, you know, going to give you, mm-hmm. but you also have to leave. Mm-hmm. After having given up everything, oh, I mean, I, I, think I think if there was justice, it'd be him, but I don't think it's going to be. It's going it to be, be Sasha Baron, probably. Are you kidding me? No, it will not be him. Over my dead body, will it be him? It will be one of the Judas and the Black Messiah guys, okay. but I don't know okay. which one. I don't think Leslie Odom Jr. will get it for. One Night in Miami. The other mm. thing is the character that Paul Reggie plays in Sound of Metal is a very unassuming, quiet sort of performance and sometimes they're not as, I don't know, you can think they're a bit forgettable maybe because they're not like front and centre in the film, but he absolutely made this film for me, so I'm giving him my mm. award. I'm surprised that he didn't, um, he got nominated, in fact. Yeah, me too. I think that, that speaks something, so yeah. Now, Lonnie, I'm going mm. to ask you, who you would give your award to in this category. 
I would like you to think very hard and carefully about who you give your award to and not following the Emily in Paris model that you've set for yourself by trying to be controversial. <laughs> who is your award going to, Lonnie? I love Lakeith and Daniel in everything I've seen them in. Uh-huh. But I haven't seen that movie yet, so mm-hmm. I assume I'll also love them. Leslie Adam Jr., as I said. He's great in Hamilton and he... I haven't seen that movie, but I do like Sam Cooke, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul Racy. He makes or breaks that movie. He does. And that one scene has been playing through my head and that, I think... Yeah, I don't want to be like too... You can't teach acting because you can't teach acting. You can get better at it. But that one, it felt like, oh yeah, you watch this if you're an aspiring actor or writer. You're like, oh, okay, this is what this is why I can't do it because these guys are just effortless. They're in the moment. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not even acting. They're just being the people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen. God, I know you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it, <laughs> aren't you? Because you really liked his character in this. I thought his character and the the guy from all accounts in real life, is just the most interesting bloke in the world, Abby Hoffman. And as I said in our review of that film today, he's the heart of the movie. He's the conscience. I'm staring daggers at my screen. You can't see that because I'm in the International Space Station, but if we were in the same room, it would not be going well for you. Best supporting actor for me is going to go to Paul Racy. Don't worry. Oh, God, thank God. Here's my thing, everybody, who's laughing at me. Doing an accent right is like the bare minimum of acting at this level, right? <laughs> if you can't do that, what's the point in doing any of the other stuff? Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind it. No. So. How can you? Oh, my God. Moving on. Shall we? I need a moment to collect myself. Now I'm cranky. Okay. okay. <sighs> Best actress, Viola Davis. For my rainy's black bottom. Good. Oh, it's Viola. I mean, she's incredible in everything she's in. I'd be very surprised if she was bad. Yes. um, Andra Day for United States versus Billie Holiday. I think that is just coming to Australia now, so I haven't seen it. Mm. But I've seen the posters, which look good. Uh, Vanessa Kirby, one of our faves, going way back, Mm -hmm. uh, for Pieces of a Woman, which I've heard is good, but I haven't seen. It seems quite heavy. I was sort of avoiding it just for the topic. I I didn't think it was something I would enjoy, but yeah. Uh, Frances McDormand, Mm -hmm. Nomadland. And like, she's been there before, obviously. She's won a few times. I'd be surprised if she didn't win this time. And rounding out the category is Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. So obviously I want to give it to Carrie Mulligan because it's Carrie Mulligan and I love that film and I love her with every ounce of my being. Viola is Viola. She's incredible in this film, but Mm -hmm. she's Viola, you know. I think it'll probably go to Frances McDormand because I think Nomadland's going to win a bunch. Yeah. But I would give my award to Carrie. Yeah. I said this before on the the Oscars specials. It's like, you know, the the film isn't – the film industry and the Oscars awards aren't decided by, like, two people. It's the whole industry. No who were part of it, and so it's not like they can decide, oh, we'll give this award to this person, this award for someone else. I do wonder if, if people are going to tend towards Nomadland for the big awards. Maybe they'll go for, like, Lorraine or for Promising Omun for one of these categories, just, like, to spread it out a bit. You know, just, again, it's not like they've decided we'll spread this out. It's just, like, trends, that sort of thing. That's what I mean. 
So Carrie might win, like that's the one we'll give a promising woman. Might be the way to go there, but I think Francis will win, and I'll probably give it to Francis anyway. You're gonna give it to Francis? Yeah. Excuse me. Did you see Promising Young Woman? <laughs> I did see. I saw it twice. I really liked it. I saw it twice too. Yeah. I think it would be the ultimate FU to that idiot that who wrote yeah. that horrible article about her. Yeah. Uh, Frances, though, like, that's her movie. I that's, know, it's her. her movie. She's in every scene. I, I mean, know. so is Carrie, but, you know. Um, and Carrie, Carrie peeing a bucket. That, like, so. Well, yeah, it does seem like if you. <laughs> If you do something like that, you're kind of, like, guaranteed, so. Yeah, yeah. I just, like, Carrie balances, like, walks that line between sweet and sinister and she's just, yeah, I think she's great. She isn't bad in any movie, though. Obviously, not many people get nominated for Oscars if they're bad in movies, but Carrie is, like, she always understands the assignment if we go by that recent (laughs) meme. (laughs) She does, she does. Yeah, all right. All right, best actor. Getting to the big awards now. Mm. Uh, this is a tough category. So we have Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Gary Oldman for Mank. And Stephen Yun for Minari. There's not a bad actor in this category. Not at all. <laughs> I will not be upset if anyone wins for this. Yeah, and like Anthony and Gary, our friends who we can speak to on a first-name basis, <laughs> have um, been there before, so maybe it's just like... But Gary Oldman in Mank, he's phenomenal, and it's a hard thing to do to act drunk and to like maintain yeah. that for a whole film, and Mank's yeah. a long movie, and he does it really well. And... It's always it's a bit makeup, it's a bit um, prosthetics and etc. But I forgot it was him. So. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Stephen Yun was amazing in Minari. And he's amazing as the the voice for uh, Invincible in the new TV show. He's great in everything I've seen him in, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And not a, a very a bit of a thankless role in Minari, I thought. It is like, a bit. He's not playing a very nice guy, is he? No, not at all. Yeah. Um, Riz is incredible. In Sound of Metal, it's yeah. essentially his showreel. I think we might have mentioned that <laughs> in our that review. Joke, didn't we? <laughs> so I guess it's the question of whether they give Chadwick a posthumous Oscar or not. Yeah. Um, his performance in this film is devastating. You would really like it, Lonnie. Okay. Um, if you can get past the sort of play stuff, mm-hmm. he's heartbreaking and if he were to get this award i don't think it would be just because he's passed away it no, actually okay. is a good performance that he has given in, in yeah. this film it's on netflix is it okay yeah it's only 94 minutes no excuse exactly okay so you have to get through yeah. a couple of the bits which are a bit slow mm. but he is amazing in it so yeah. i don't know I, said, I haven't been ignoring it i just haven't got around to it yet and i I think I'll watch that before the Oscars come out. Yeah, okay. I think I'd probably, uh, I think I'd probably give it to Riz, um, mm. but I think it will probably go to Chadwick, and I'm not that upset by that. All of the actors in this category are incredible. So, yeah. What do you reckon? I think 
I haven't seen Chadwick performance, but I, I believe everyone is saying it's great because he's always been great in everything I've ever seen him in. I would probably give it to Riz, the other ones I've seen. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, as we've been saying, you're not getting to this category in this stage if you're not putting in a really great performance. So yeah, it's hard to say one's better than the other, really. It's just sort of just personal preference when it comes down to it. That's it. Um, Anthony Hopkins, you know, as I've been saying, it's about an older guy with dementia and if you've seen your family members go through that, it's it's hard to go through and he does a really good version of it. So Yeah. And a little bit, obviously, he's played some quite hard roles in his past, Hannibal, for example. Mm. But he does, he's still top of his game and you still feel for him even though he hasn't always been like the nicest present. Like this, the screen doesn't light up when Anthony Hopkins walks on, does it? You know what I mean? Like he's not yeah. charismatic and he doesn't like I think you know, don't he laugh is. when you see him. I think he he's very charismatic. Well, I I don't know. I kind of feel like he's interesting, but it's not like oh, I'm so excited to see Anthony Hopkins in this thing. It's like okay, he's gonna be here and do a good performance, but it's gonna be maybe a little bit terrifying <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just yeah, he doesn't go too big in this one either. I don't think. Anyway, don't know what I'm saying there. Good. <laughs> go Riz. All right, last two awards one. Okay, got some big boys coming up. Best director. Lee Isaac Chung for Anari. Mm-hmm. Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. David Fincher for Make. Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. And Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. So two two women get nominated for Best Director here. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I think they'll give it to... Because you finally started making some good movies, so now that's why. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> um, I think this is probably going to go to Nomadland, to Chloe Zhao. Yeah, 100%. I reckon. It's just the kind of movie that Hollywood like. And, again, I, th- I don't think they'll give it to another round because it's a foreign or international film. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll give it to Emerald Fennell because I think Promising Young Woman's too polarising. Direction in Minari was great, but I don't know if it was as good as Nomadland and similar to Mank. I mean, David Fincher, you know, you can't go wrong with mm. him. Mm. So, but he's like, he's been there before, hasn't he? Uh, I think it's going to be Nomadland, 100%. I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be mad as if Thomas Vinterberg won for another round. Yeah. It's quite a sad story about that. He started filming the movie. I think he was even co-writing it with his daughter. Mm. And I think it was like two or three days into production, she got um, in a car accident and passed away. Oh, God. Yeah, and they, and they sort of, I think they sort of redirected the story a bit to, um. I, yeah, I don't want to be saying this stuff is not true, but I think it was like going to be a bit lighter and then obviously go a bit darker after he was mm. going through that sort of scenario. Mm. So, um. But the fact that Thomas or another round wasn't nominated for much else kind of surprises me that if it was to win Best Director, you know what I mean? Like it's normally Best Picture, Best Director are the ones that get all the nominations and yeah, they're the two big ones. So I'm going to go Nomadland, but I wouldn't be upset if anything else won. It, I was reading about Minari and Lee Isaac um, Shung. So apparently this was like his last movie. Like he'd accepted a teaching job at a university and making movies for a while and he'd been successful, but was thinking maybe he'd 
sort of ride his course in that part of his life and wrote this as his last sort of thing and got some funding and made it and look at him now, Best Director nomination. Yeah. All right. Final category. We made it, guys. For Best Picture, there are a lot of nominations this year. Mm. There are eight films nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. We have The Father. Yep. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Mank. Mank. Minari. Yeah. Nomadland. Ooh. Promising Young Woman. Uh-huh. Sound of Metal. Yeah. And The Trial of the Chicago 7. I object. <laughs> Back to you whenever Sasha Baron Cohen comes on screen. It is me whenever Sasha Baron Cohen comes on screen. Um, wow. Tough category. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be Nomadland. That's my you reckon prediction. Not? Okay. Yeah. I, mean, well, I told Stephen a few weeks ago. So the safe option would be to give it to Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, yeah, because that it's like it's about history. It's about righting a wrong. It's about protest, and that's what America was going through last year. And mm. it's about justice, persevering, and uh, Sound of Metal. I, I think that's like it's an honor to be nominated sort of thing for that yeah, one. Yeah, I don't think The Father or Judas will win Best Picture and I don't think Promising a Woman or Sound of Metal will. So I think I don't, really I it's between think four. And I don't think there's been a huge groundswell of support for Mank, but then again it is about Hollywood and David Fincher is quite respected, so mm. maybe. I think I think I agree with you. I think it would go to Nomadland. Yeah. I think I personally would give it to Promising a Woman, but that's because mm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't be upset if any of them win, to be honest. No, it's a pretty good category this year. And mm. I think yeah, they generally get it right or close to right, don't they? Yeah. What would you uh, give your award to? Hmm. I think I would give it to Nomadland, actually. This is interesting to me because after we saw it, you weren't that keen and we were talking about whether or not to record a podcast on it and you were like, nah, let's not bother. But today you've been singing its praises. <laughs> I've just been thinking a lot more about it and there is something about like a best picture film as opposed to like a film you like and, and think is really good you know what I mean like I think Nomadland is the one that sums up the last year of film like it's the, the, the cream of the crop sort of scenario interesting Nomadland. Um, Minari though we haven't spoken about it isn't it weird? Do you think it's getting nominated for like best international film or best foreign language film and stuff in other award ceremonies? Isn't that weird? It's yeah, like, it's weird. Not good. Um, Minari just didn't. I only saw it last night, but it hasn't. I liked it. I liked what it was going for, but I don't know. It just didn't have that really affecting moment for me, or I don't think I'm going to be thinking about it for much longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, interesting. No, I, but. I think personally, out of all these, Promising Woman is the one I like the most. Mm-hmm. I like all of them. Well, you I've can seen. give your award to whoever you want to give your award to, Lon. Don't feel like you have to give it to, <laughs> you know, a particular thing. You give it to who you want to give it to. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like Nomadland, oh, I don't know what I'm going to go back and watch again, though, so maybe that should be part of my thinking here, but... I feel like, I don't know, if you're going to watch one of these movies and be changed, well, I think you could do that, say that about Promising a Woman, like seeing that should challenge and 
maybe change your views on on that sort of subject that's what the areas that it's about i think nomad land as well does give you an appreciation of a different sort of life and how things are going in america and mm. not that good in some parts sound of metal well, it was quite affecting wasn't it no okay nomad land i said that all right good. fine <laughs> that's it mm. that's our wrap-up of what should win yeah at the oscars and so some of these films we haven't done a whole podcast on yet which we will be doing soon so that's minari and mank mank at least maybe juice and black messiah if we get around to it in time if it's still not not you know if it still feels like it's something worthwhile to say about it if by the time we get around to it if you know what i mean mm-hmm. and maybe some of the other ones too well thank you very much for listening to our rambled thoughts on this year's oscar nominations uh, this will be coming out a week before the Oscars, so hopefully you have some time to think about it and watch ones you haven't seen yet. It's late, isn't it, this year for the Oscars? April. Is that weird? It is weird. Yeah. Very odd. If you like this podcast, guess what? We've got lots of other ones, and you can pretty much listen to any of them in any order you want, so we've got like four or five years of it now, haven't we, Sine? We've been doing it for a long time. This is our fourth season, you know? Pretty good, eh? uh, Please get in touch. We're on, we're on Twitter. Until next time, bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.